0: 各位听众朋友们大家好本期是一个特别节目不同于以往的节目形式本次节目我们通过采访洲际交易所亚太地区金融衍生品业务发展主管 Frank Hi
1: Welcome to DA International Investment Academy. Probably, you have heard the name of the equity index like the NASDAQ 100 and its futures product. Do you have ever imagined how those indexes developed and maintained? And, why the market needs such a futures product? With the spirit of learning, we have invited a VIP from Intercontinental Exchange to join our podcast today. His name is Frank Sportiello. He is the head of business development APAC, Financial Derivatives. He is also regarded as the father of the Asia Tech 30 Index, because of his drive for the development of the index and the futures product. As you know, investors have suffered a great loss in tech stocks in 2022. However, the market rally at the beginning of 2023 arouses the passion of investors on tech stocks again. There are two well-known Asia-focused tech indexes. One is Hang Seng Technology Index. Another is this one, Asia Tech Thirty. So let's start.
0: Frank, uh, thank you very much for joining our podcast. (coughs) And um, it's our honor to have you with us. And then uh, Ian told me you are the uh, Asia Tech uh, Thirty Index father. So uh, we like to have uh, this interview with you to uh, share share. Uh, more info and insights about the index and the index futures with uh, <coughs> with us. So thank you much for joining us, Frank.
2: Thank you, David, and good afternoon, everyone. Um, and thank you, Direct Access, uh, for inviting me today to talk about the uh, MicroAsia Tech 30 index futures. Um, so my name is Frank Sportello, and I look after equity derivatives uh, for ICE, Intercontinental Exchange in APAC.
0: Okay, thank you, Frank. And uh, I know uh, the index features has been launched for uh, about two years, and uh, and I think our audience, our friends, they would like to have more uh, picture about the uh, index. Would you give us a brief introduction about the uh, index?
2: Yes, for sure. Thanks, Devin. Um, maybe firstly, I'd like to start by giving a brief overview of our exchange, ICE Futures Singapore, um, which is part of the Intercontinental Exchange Group. Um, it's a fast-growing multi-asset regulated exchange here in Singapore, operating since 2015. Um, so we offer a wide range of contracts on the platform, from energy contracts to, as you mentioned, to, um, uh, up to um, equity index futures that we launched in 2021. So we launched both the index and the futures in 2021, uh, first and foremost, to be a regional benchmark for technology stocks. Um, And we launched also on the back of it, micro futures to allow simple strategies to be implemented. The Asia Tech 30 Index, what it's all about, It's the three components, a regional tech index. Firstly, regional, because we believe that looking at a regional level and not only a country-specific level can yield benefits for the investors. They represent the whole scope of opportunities. Um, Globally, when you look at the rankings of the biggest tech stocks, you see that four of the top 10 companies are actually from APAC. Alibaba, Tencent in China, but also Samsung uh, in South Korea and TSMC in Taiwan. So the whole scope of opportunities, but also allows for diversification. It mitigates very specific uh, country and currency risks. And um, the second key element of, of the index of the Asia Tech 30 index, it's technology and what it actually means. Um so we, um, we we worked with the ICE uh, data index team to capture the best way possible uh, the concept of technology because it's constantly evolving. So mm-hmm. what we look at is we want to cover and include the stocks that operate in industries such as technology, yes, but also consumer discretionary and medias um so the result of that process it's it's an index that tracks the performance of blue chip stocks like sony um sony group as well as recently fairly recently listed tech companies like matron um so that's the the second part regional tech and the third part actually is to uh, kind of capture and combine those concepts within a rule based index to make it very simple for investors to to track a whole sector across the whole region, um, because as you as you know better than than I do, the the region is very diverse in terms of equity markets, time zones, uh, currencies. So by creating a passive index-based approach, we provide kind of fairly low-cost and efficient way. To cover the whole tech sector across the region, you have you cover all Asia Pacific exchanges. It's standardized, rule-based, uh, updated on a quarterly basis. Uh, index is denominated in one currency, U.S. dollar, um, and as I said, it's it's rebalanced quarterly, so you're you're sure to capture. Um, all the most relevant stocks on a quarterly basis within the index. So Asia Tech 30 it's all about regional tech index. The, these are the, the, the core three concepts that we wanted to, to cover with our index.
0: Mm, great. So uh, I know you have questions so, for our audience. So... Uh, and then they can learn a little bit more about the index.
2: Well, what is that question? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Devin. It's, um, it's actually, we have 30 stocks in the index, and I wanted to uh, check with the, u- with the audience, which was the best performance, best performer so far this year, year to date as of end of January. Is it Sony, matran or Alibaba? Um, so I hope... Um, I hope the audience will will capture the the correct answer, and I'll give you the answer at the at the end of this podcast.
0: Okay, great. Uh, my guess is Alibaba. So let's see. <laughs> I,
2: guess I can, see. Say, I right. can so. say. I can say. I can say. Okay,
0: thank you. So, um, uh, how do you you know uh, there are lots of uh, different kind of uh, tech uh, index futures in nature's How do you compare with uh, Asia Tech? Um, 30 futures with others, for example, MSCI uh, has uh, uh, Asia-Pacific uh, index and Hensang, uh tech index, futures are also quite uh, well-known in the regions.
1: So how do you compare with them?
2: Yeah, those are actually very relevant um, indices to compare the Asia Tech 30 index with to, to give you a, <clears throat> a brief overview of the performance of the Asia Tech 30 Index, I would say over the last um, six years, so let's say since June 2016. As you said, the Hang Seng Tech Index, it's the index tracking Hong Kong tech stocks. Mm. The MSCI AC Asia Pacific Index, it's the benchmark for emerging and developed market equities in APAC. So there are One is very, very broad-based, and the other one is very specific to a sector and a country. So when you compare the Asia Tech 30, so the regional tech stock, it it's kind of it's combining the best of both worlds in a way. Since 2016, when you look at the annualized return for the Asia Tech 30, it's about 10% a year. Hang Seng Tech 4.5, AC Asia Pacific Index about four. In terms of annualized standard standard deviation, which is a, a measure of how consistent those returns are over the period, you see that the standard deviation for the Asia Tech Thirty Index is in between the one of the Hang Seng Tech and the AC Asia Pacific Index, twenty one percent versus thirty four for the Hang Seng Tech and fourteen for the AC Asia Pacific Index. So the the byproduct of this is a better risk return profile. And you can see it in the sharp ratio of the Asia Tech, which is 0.54 mm-hmm. versus, for instance, um, 0.34 for the AC Asia, Asia Pacific Index. So looking at the performance just this year, year to date, the Asia Tech 30 Index, or ATI, is up 14% versus 9.5% for the Hang Seng Tech and 6.1% for the Asia-Pacific Asia Index. So in a nutshell, it, it really is the best of both worlds. You have um, the diverf- diversification effect that performs fairly well and the fact that it's focusing on the high growth sector, the tech sector. So what that means, it means in down years, diversification reduces the drain on the compounded performance if we look at the performance in 2018 or 2021 for instance and in growth years such as 2020 because the index is geared towards you know fast growing tech stocks with a higher beta to the market the performance is is much um, is much higher than uh, broader indices, such as the AC Asia Pacific Index, for instance. So it's it's spot on that comparison between uh, the comparison with the Hang Seng Tech and the AC Asia Pacific Index really showcases what we're trying to bring um, kind of the best of both worlds, right? Mm,
0: understood. So as you mentioned, uh, AC Tech. Uh, 30 has uh, the focus on nature and but it's no, not too focused on just one region so would you share with us uh, the uh, geographic distribution of the stocks of uh, the index and um, what kind of factors may affect the uh, geographical rating of the index too for example uh, now you can see uh, the china tech sector is rising mm-hmm. and is catching up with his counterparty in the United States. Since China tax company are listed on Hong Kong stock exchange, so will the rating of the Hong Kong or China be increased in the future?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question, actually. The geographical distribution in the index is a pure product of the rules that we set at the beginning. So one can expect that distribution to evolve as a function of the diversity and performance, relative performance of the tech sector in the region. So um, you would see, for instance, that Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan, they dominate the semiconductor industry globally, right? Together, um, they represent close to 70% of the world's production of semiconductors.
1: Mm.
2: And because we cover that sector in the index, you will see those countries highly represented in the index. Currently, the number one country components in the Asia tech 30 index is China with about Mm. about 34% of the index followed by Japan, about 26% South Korea, 20% and Taiwan, 21%.
1: Um,
2: So that, Geographical coverage, as I said, is a function of um, the diversity, dynamism of the tech sector in the region. We cover all Asia Pacific exchanges. We've seen very recently once, um, I think it was last year, once go to was listed on the Indonesian Stock Exchange, it was shortly after included in the Asia Tech 30 Index because all of a sudden you have that big tech stock listed in APAC with a, a very big market cap. So we needed to represent this um this stock in the index. So the country representation is bound to evolve over time. Um, and you know one can expect that the country uh, representation, yes, will will evolve and will be probably tilted our more Chinese stocks as you know, companies like uh, Alibaba will, will perform in the future. So to, to, to your point earlier, maybe Alibaba, Alibaba's performance this year to date has been, uh, has been quite instrumental to, to, to China weighting in the index. That's for sure.
0: Okay, see. Thank you, Frank. And uh, so as we can see, uh, uh, last year, Mm-hmm. Uh, the interest rate hike uh, really hurt the relation of the tax sector. So uh, we, we can see uh, among the uh, tech index futures. Which one do you think uh, uh, is more resilient to the interest rate increase or be more beneficial to the interest rate decrease?
2: Yeah, that's true. Interest rate hikes have impacted not only the tax sector, but the whole of the equity markets. So the general conception behind this is that tech stocks will be more impacted due to their high price to earnings ratio and low dividend payments. It's true the tech sector in the region heavily underperformed last year and a lot of companies in the index now are relatively or have a much lower price to earnings ratio. Looking mm-hmm. at the top three components of the Asia Tech 30 index, so TSMC has a price to earnings of 135 half, Samsung 76 Tencent 10 cents 175 half, Respectively, their performance year-to-date has been up 24%, 18%, and 21.5%. So what I'm saying is while investors' demand might have temporarily cooled down, the, the ratios and the fundamentals of the largest tech stocks and tech related companies in Asia remain robust, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at the opportunities ahead and for the main blocks, I always, I always like to think of, of the Asia Tech 30 index with, you know, as different, different blocks currently. So you have the Taiwanese and the Korean companies. They make about as as we said about forty percent of the index looking ahead it's global processor chip production and memory chip output what's the performance going to be you know uh, in the next in the next few months you mentioned tsmc um, and I think the the interest rate is only one aspect to it i think the global demand for semiconductors is 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 here to stay Mm. Um, japan it's more established electronic electronic goods uh, manufacturers so same thing all of these um established industrial companies have been very robust in the downturn and finally as you said in china which is about a third of the asia tech index um We might see a softening in the country's stance towards the, the internet firms and the tech firms. So with the Asia Tech 30 index, you, you, you can benefit for that from that perspective. So the, the challenge for investors in the current market climate, it's, it's how to identify those companies and diversify the risk away from country specific currency specific uh, risk. And, and that's the value we try to provide with the, um, with the Asia Tech Thirty.
0: Okay, got it. So, uh, why investors should use the uh, Asia Tech uh, Thirty Index Futures? Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, more uh, to sharing for, with us?
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, th- the futures is j- is just an instrument for the investors to 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 quickly and simply implement. Um, and quickly gain exposure to that index and that strategy. So when we design the futures contracts, we design them to be nimble and simple, as I like to say. Um, nimble because they are micro-sized. It's about currently a size of one futures contract is about seven thousand US dollar, um, and then with the capital e- efficiency that we can provide, the initial margin per contract is about six hundred and fifty US dollar. Or nine percent, mm-hmm. so you can gain, you know, leverage and exposure, um, you know, in a very granular way, and mm-hmm. then it's convenient because actually all the trading activity in those futures takes place throughout our trading day during the Singapore trading sessions, and we have market makers providing uh, two-way quotes on screen. So it's, um, as I like to say again, it's nimble and simple way to get, um, you know, quick exposure to the uh, the Asian tech sector.
0: Mm. Okay, thank you. Thank you Frank. Uh, it's very useful for information. So uh, it's about the end of our podcast,
2: so could yeah. uh, you share with us the correct answer of the: For question? sure.: For sure. Yeah, well done, Devin. it was indeed Alibaba who. Uh, oh thank you.: Exactly. Thank the best you. performer of the index with about 25.8 percent performance just here today in one month. It's quite staggering. Um, so it's, um, you know, the performance is, there for, for quite a lot of, uh, Asian tech stocks this year. So it's, it's quite good to see.
1: All right. That's about the end of our podcast to have a quick sum up. Firstly, Asia tech 30 index is more Asia focused. It mainly covers the blue chip technology stock in three sectors, technology, consumer discretionary and media in technology. The subsector of semiconductors weighs the most. If we combine the blue-chip semiconductors together of Japan, Korea, and Taiwan, it represents close to 70% of global production. Secondly, the geographical distribution of the index will evolve over time. And, one of the key indicators is the market cap. Lastly, the Asia Tech 30 index is designed to be nimble. The contract size is about 7,000 US dollars and the initial margin is around 650 US dollars. So, investors can manage their risk and exposure in a granular way. What do you think about the Asia tech market? Or do you have any questions? Please leave your message and send us emails to editor at directaccess.com.hk. Thank you. Bye for now. Disclaimer. This podcast expresses the views of the interviewers as of the date indicated, and such views are subject to change without notice. DA International and the sponsors have no duty or obligation to update the information contained herein. Further, DA International and the sponsors make no representation, and it should not be assumed that past investment performance is an indication of future results. Moreover, Where there is the potential for profit is also the possibility of loss. This podcast is being made available for educational purposes only and should not be used for other purposes. The info contained herein does not constitute and should not be construed as an offering of advisory services or an offer to sell or solicitation to buy any securities or related financial instruments in any jurisdiction. Certain information contained herein concerning economic trends and performance is based on or derived from information provided by independent third-party sources. DA International and the sponsors believe that the sources from which such information has been obtained are reliable. However, it cannot guarantee the accuracy of such information and has not independently verified the accuracy or completeness of such information or the assumptions on which such information is based. This podcast including the information contained herein may not be copied, reproduced, republished or posted in whole or in part in any form without the prior written consent of DA International.